If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. You're about to miss out. It is time. It is time for you to start sharing the knowledge you already have and get paid for it. Amy Porterfield's signature program, Digital Course Academy, is open and welcoming in a fresh class of students for a short amount of time. And trust me when I say you're going to want to be one of them. This program taught me everything I know about creating, selling, launching, and automating online courses. Courses that have made me millions of dollars, but beyond that, courses that have given me the time, freedom, and impact that I crave. Enroll today and get started at jennacutcher.com forward slash DCA. Plus, when you join the Digital Course Academy with my link, I am also giving you an entire Jenna Kutcher bonus experience. I've literally thought through everything that you would want from me to help you implement and get success fast with Amy's system. It's like the queen of courses, Amy, and the queen of simplification, me, teamed up to ensure that you follow through, implement, and have every tool in your toolkit. I'm talking templates, private trainings, insights into my own launches, and so much more, all waiting for you free when you join DCA. Time is running out. Head to jennacutcher.com forward slash DCA to get your course and my special bonus offer before the doors close on September 28th. Again, that's jennacutcher.com forward slash DCA. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 165. We're going to lean into something a little uncomfortable today and talk about money. Specifically, how the heck do you pay yourself when you're an entrepreneur? Because let's be honest, uh, sometimes we don't know how to do these things and no one is talking about it. So let's bring it into life. I'm going to share a lot of my personal experiences starting my own business and scaling it and what it's looked like as we've navigated figuring out what my salary was going to be. Before we dive on into today's show, I have to share the review of the week. You guys, I talk about this, but I don't think you understand when you take one minute out of your day to leave a review for all of this content that we're putting out into the world. It seriously lights my fire because I'm sitting in a room recording all by myself and I need to know that you're here and you're listening and it's meaning something to you. And so could you just take a second if you've never left a review, pop into iTunes, you search for Gold Digger Podcast, you find it and you click leave a review. I might just read yours on the show. 
Today's review comes from Barlow WMB and it says premium valuable content. The Gold Digger podcast is one I stumbled upon by chance that has brought so much valuable content and tips and tricks into my world. As a side hustler with about a million different passions, it's nice to come to one place to get inspiration for all of them. Thank you so much for your five star review. Guys, I'm telling you, I love these things. But what I love even more is talking about money. So let's dive on into today's show. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Money, 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 money. Okay, I'm not going to hit that high note, but we're going to talk about money today. Now, we've gotten asked this question a ton how the heck do you know what to pay yourself when you are self-employed? And I want to preface this episode with it's going to look different for all of us, okay? And there's so much beauty in that. But I also think that it's time that we share some of the information behind how we determine what our salaries look like. How do we pay a team? What does it look like when we're making more money or less money? And we go through seasons of busyness and seasons of drought. And so today I'm excited. So here's the deal. You own your own business or your side hustle, which means that you are the boss. And as the boss, you get to determine how much money you make. It sounds like awesome when you put it that way, right? Now, it seems like this is actually way more stressful than awesome. And so if you ask the average entrepreneur what they make, they're likely going to tell you their profits for the year. So we hear so many things like, I made six figures last year. It often means the business made six figures. But what did you, the business owner, actually pay yourself? And how the heck do you come up with that number? And what should your business goals be to align with your personal salary goals? Does any of you guys watch Shark Tank? Like I love the show Shark Tank. I think it is so interesting. And one thing I love about Shark Tank is that people have to know their numbers. And if you've listened to my show, one of my confessions is, is that I'm obsessed with numbers. Like numbers give me peace of mind. They give me clarity. They're this tangible thing in a world of entrepreneurship where basically nothing is tangible. It's all emotional, right? And so one thing that I love about Shark Tank is you get to see the inner workings of these businesses. So instead of hiding behind terms like six figures, seven figures, five figures, whatever figures we say, you actually get to see the profit margins. And guess what? A lot of times those people, they're not paying themselves. And so I think it's so interesting as we start to dive into money, especially as entrepreneurs, that we kind of be transparent about what this looks like. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about my personal struggles and my personal triumphs with money. And I hope that you just understand that this journey is not easy and it's going to look different, but there are ways that you can really help yourself out as an entrepreneur. So now that you know that it's going to look different for everyone, I want to break down how we figured this out, how we've worked through seasons of crazy and seasons of slow. Now, when I first started, 
I realized super quickly that I was going to have these seasons where I would make a lot of money. And then I would have seasons where it would be nothing. And I knew that in order to be smart with my money, I wanted to figure out a way to make sure I felt comfortable in all seasons. So when you think about my life, when I first started as an entrepreneur, I was a wedding photographer, not just a wedding photographer, but a Midwest wedding photographer, which means that I am mostly shooting from May to October. And that leaves about six months of the year where things are going to be really slow. And so I knew from the very beginning, like, I've got a plan for these seasons of surplus and these seasons of drought, and I got to be smart about it. So for the first three years of my business, I decided to match my corporate salary. So even when my business was making double that and then triple that, I wanted to continue to match the corporate salary, which was about 50 grand a year, because I knew that we could live off of that. I knew that that was the amount we needed to make in order to make ends meet, in order to pay our rent, in order to buy groceries. And I really wanted to work hard to build up our business savings. So I figured it out. And I was like, if I just pay myself every two weeks, the $1,200, which was my paycheck when I worked in corporate America, it would work just fine. Now, if you don't already have this number figured out like I did, I want for you to dig into your finances. How many of you are like, oh my gosh, money, I just want to crawl under my desk and die. I want for you to look at the last month or two months or three months. And I want for you to look and be honest about your expenses. Then I want for you to multiply whatever that monthly average expense is by 12. Now, this is the minimum that you will need to make to get by when you're starting a business. Now, when I kick this thing off, I talked about like six figures, seven figures, blah, 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 blah. I hate when people lead with that. I've done it in the past. I am entirely guilty of this. But when we talk about money, we have to first start at the very basics. Like how much do you need to make? I probably didn't need to make 50K, but it was what I was used to making. It was what my lifestyle was used to. It was what we went off of when we were planning out our finances and what we could afford for rent. But when you're looking at making the leap, sometimes you have to be really honest and say, can I cut back on the kind of car I drive? Can I cut back on the amount of times we go out each week? Whatever that looks like. And so If you don't already know what your expenses are each month, I want for you to take a hard look at it because you could be shooting for stars way far beyond what you need to be, or you could be not making enough money to get by. In either one of those scenarios, I don't want you to be in that. Now, once I grew my team and had multiple people salaried, I wanted to up my paychecks to help to not have all of our funds wrapped up in our business. So here's what happened. I. (laughs) I feel like I'm in like a therapy group right now. I am a money hoarder. Okay. This is like a total confession. I find security in having money saved. And I have always struggled with a relationship with money because it was something we just didn't really have a lot of. And I was very aware of that. When I was in, I believe it was fifth grade, my dad's company went on strike for a full year and our family of five lived off of my mom's income. And man, I mean, like that was just such an interesting year where I learned a lot about money. My parents are the hardest workers I know. And I learned so much about money from them. 
I remember when I was a kid, we would get $3 each week as an allowance. $1 would go into our savings. $1 would go to church or charity. And then $1 would go for spending. And so I learned really early on the power of saving. Now, when I graduated college, I paid my entire way through school. I had loans, all of that, but I really quickly paid them off because I wanted to be debt free. And so I want to preface this entire episode with the fact that I have always been debt free in my business. When I first started, I used my corporate job to fund my gear, to fund my expenses, to get myself legit. And I wanted to make sure that I was never going in debt for it because I wanted to make sure I could make it work. And I never wanted to have to take a job because I had to pay the bills. And so what was happening is after I started making more money and more money, I was just saving it. And that's a beautiful thing, except when all of your money is wrapped up in your business account and you can't quite access it because you haven't scooted it over and paid the taxes on it. And so what happened is as I started to grow my team and started to have a payroll and checks coming out, I realized I need to up what I'm paying myself so that we have more funds that were free that could help fund our lives, but also so that all of our money wasn't just tied up in our business account. Now, when your business grows and it's consistently profitable, it's time for you to reevaluate that salary. And there's a piece of me that was like, I can keep living off of 50K. I can keep living off of it. I didn't want us to change our lives too much because I realized that it could be taken away tomorrow. But this means that you could take a percentage of profits or a percentage of annual growth in the business and kind of elevate what you're paying yourself. And so I want for you to think like if you are a seasonal business, it might make more sense to keep your salary the same and pay bonuses instead. Maybe you want to skip the salary boost and invest further in your business. And so I want to kind of break this all down with some steps that I would advise you to follow as you start figuring out, one, how do I get income in? Two, how do I figure out what to pay myself? Three, how do I know when it's time for a team? And four, how do I consistently reevaluate through knowing my numbers and, and being confident that I am making what I need to make, saving what I need to save, and really crafting a life around the business you've built? Now, I just want to say too, if you're like, hey, that would be great if my business made more money and it's not there yet, keep listening to this podcast because guess what? You are not ordinary and something big is going to happen for you. And I'm putting a lot of content out there each week to help make that happen for you. And so I want for you to stick with me because these are the things that I did from the very beginning that impact where I am today. So the first step, hire an accountant. Seriously, hire an accountant. They are worth their weight in gold. I would kiss my accountant's feet. Seriously. When I first started, when I first started, one of the first things I ever did was hire an accountant. Before I had my LLC, before I knew how much I'd make, before I was able to leave my job, I wanted to sit down with someone and talk numbers. And I could talk all day about what I do for my unique business type and my industry. But the best advice I can give you is to work with an accountant from the very beginning. If you're not at the very beginning, it is time you have an accountant, guys, because that is what 
has really changed my life. And it's really helped me set my business up correctly. It's allowed me to pivot into new territories, whether that's real estate or online education. Now, they also do my bookkeeping. So every single month, I am able to see a profit and a loss statement and expenses. So I have a pulse on what's going on financially in my business. How many of you guys out there don't even know how much you made until you go to tax time? And then you're like, I have worked my butt off and I barely made any money. And it's so frustrating. And you're like, now I need to go through another year working my butt off and hope that I'm going to make more. But here's the thing. When you are in your numbers, when you don't shy away from them, but you lean into them, you can make so much better decisions for your business. You can be so much more informed about the current state of affairs and accountants. Ugh. They're worth every penny and there is one in every city and whatever excuse you have for not hiring one yet, squash it and go find one today. I found my accountant when I lived in my village of 1200 people. So if I can do that, you can too. And I am still working with that same team today. They have seen the evolution of this brand from day one when I was still working that corporate job to where I am today. So I want for you to really sit down with a professional, tell them what you want to make, what you need to make to get by. How much are you willing to work in order to make that happen? And then how can you craft an experience or a product or a service that is worth the rates you need to charge? Talk about this a lot because when I first started, I said, I need to make 50K to match my salary to quit this job. And I am willing to do 25 weddings in order to make that happen. And if I'm going to charge $2,500 right off the bat with not a lot of experience, how can I create this experience for my clients that is worth the rates? You can't just set these arbitrary numbers and then not back them up with value of what people will get if they choose you or your product or your service. And so you have to be really honest. And, and as my business has transformed, I still come back to these three questions. How much do I need to make? How much am I willing to work to make it? And how can I make an experience that is worth the rates I need to charge? This is what allowed me to cut my wedding workload in half while still making similar numbers because I was able to really change up the experience, make it more personalized as I did that. And I did it gradually. So if you want to go more into the topic of business finances way deeper, I want for you to listen to this episode and then go and check out episode number 56, where I talk with my friend Shanna Skidmore about what is your core motivator in your business and how to define what is enough in order to find clarity and confidence in your business numbers. That episode is gold. Okay. So if you want to dig in more to this uncomfortable topic, go to episode episode 56 after you listen to this show. Now, my next piece of advice is to get a business bank account. This is probably going to be the first thing your accountant has you do and get set up correctly. But I want to tell you, caution you, warn you that you'll need to have a separate business bank account. No more paying for business expenses out of your personal account and buying that new wardrobe out of the same account. In order to know our business numbers, they have to be really clean and in their own account and not mixed up with everything else. This is what makes tax time so much easier. So we created a separate account. I use US Bank. I've just used them since college. There's no major reason. They've been a wonderful bank. But we have separate accounts for every entity of our business. So we have our personal bank account, which 
which is mine and Drew's money to pay for things like grocery and bills and travels and that kind of stuff. And then I have my business account. Drew has his business account. We have a condo account to keep those expenses separately. And it's so easy to set up. And it's so important that you do that because it helps you keep a pulse on where you're at with your business. And so what we do each month is we reconcile our business account and we itemize each expense. We say, here's how much we're spending on payroll. Here's how much we're spending on different softwares or subscriptions. Here's what we're spending on training. Here's what we're spending on travel. Here's our mileage. And it helps us create these profit and loss statements so that if I were to go on Shark Tank, I could talk about what is my cost of doing business? How much am I bringing in? What is our profit? What does my salary look like? And so if you don't currently have a business bank account, that is the easiest place to start. And you can get a debit cards if you don't want to use credit cards to really make sure that every expense is going into and out of the right account. Now for me... I love using something that gives me something back. And so we use a rewards travel credit card and then we just pay it each month so that as I'm spending money on my business, we're also accumulating miles and flight status. But whatever that looks like for you, whatever the best scenario is, just make sure you're keeping things separate because there's nothing worse than April coming around and you're trying to get all of your receipts in order. Now, I want for you to think about your expenses. So remember what you ultimately are going to pay yourself comes out of the business after all business expenses. So calculating what you need to make personally cannot match the total revenue of the business. It might seem obvious, but I want for you to make sure that you're keeping track of and calculating each and every expense for the business and then adding that to the need to make number when determining your prices. So while some people might have a six-figure business, they might actually only be paying themselves $10,000. We don't know that, which is why arbitrary numbers aren't super helpful. Something that I want to share with you is that when I started my business, I did not have the best gear. I did not have a nice professionally designed website. I didn't have a copywriter or a team. I didn't have anyone. It was all me. And I remember learning about the power of outsourcing. And I sat in at this little workshop thing. And someone was talking about being chained to your computer. Like we didn't become photographers to become editors. And I remember thinking that lie of like, no, I have to be the one editing my images. I'm so emotional about them. I care about them. But when I started to run the numbers about how much time I was spending on editing and that I could pay someone else $100 and get back 10 hours of my time or 20 hours of my time, I started to realize, oh my gosh, like this is worth it. And so when you start to think about getting more expenses in your business, it can be really scary. But whenever I make decisions about, is this a worthy expense? I ask myself, in the time that it is going to save me, Can I do something valuable for my life, whether it's work out or be with my family? Can I earn that money back? Or am I valuing my time more than my money? And so I want for you to make sure that as you're calculating these numbers, you're looking at your expenses. And if you need help walking through this, in today's show notes, we have the awesome profitable pricing guide. You can grab it today at jennacutcherblog.com slash salary. You'll see today's show notes and you can get your hands on that profitable pricing guide. It's going to help walk you through what are the expenses you need to note, how to figure out what you need to make, what do you charge and what that looks like. 
So my next question for you is this, like, what are your business goals? what you pay yourself is going to be different depending on the goals of your business. Are you in startup mode and each and every dollar is invested back into your business? Or maybe you've been in business for a while and you're looking for a more consistent compensation plan that you can maintain for years to come. Maybe you're thinking about selling your business, in which case the influx of cash would come after the sale and not in a monthly payroll. I want for you to keep your long-term goals in mind when setting your salary and not copying someone else's pricing, which is based on an entirely different set of priorities, life circumstances, and goals. So here's how things have changed for me as my business has grown. So I first started out $1,200 every two weeks. Now, the reason why I put myself on a payroll very early on, meaning I literally deposit money from my business account into my personal account every other week, just like a paycheck, was because I needed that security. Knowing that I was in a seasonal business, but yet I was going to make the same in December when I wasn't shooting any weddings as I was in August when I was shooting 10 weddings, it really helped keep me even and help me enjoy the slow seasons. What I see happen so much is that people don't plan for those seasons of drought in your business, which can actually be these most beautiful seasons if you're ready for them. And so putting myself on a payroll very early on really helped me to embrace those slow seasons, use them to build up my business, to update my portfolio, to rest, to travel, to really look at my client experience and plan for the next year. And I am so thankful that I did that from the very beginning because it allowed me to have those busy seasons and those slow seasons. And I made the same no matter what, which was beautiful. Now, what has changed is that we have taken on payroll. So now it's not just myself getting paid every other week, but it's my team. And I look all the time at what are our expenses? How much of my profits am I putting back into my team? How is my team driving more profits for my business? I want every single person on my team to really understand and know the bottom line and how they can influence it. And then really just looking at it from an expense standpoint, like is each person on my team adding value? And what would it look like if we expanded out a position or if we outsourced more, if we contracted more work? And so as our team has grown, so have our profits. Because when you make the right hires, these people are doing work that helps broaden your brand and really helps drive bigger profits. Now, what has changed as my business has scaled from six to seven figures is that I'm not walking home with a million dollars at the end of the year. I'm looking at what are smart investments? What are ways that we can plan for our future? What are ways that we can support our retirement? And so what's so important about having an accountant is looking at things like a 401k and looking at how you can set yourself up for that. Because I think one of the number one things that entrepreneurs don't do is they don't plan for the future well. And I think that my parents instilled this beautiful belief in me that everything could be gone tomorrow and to really not live this lavish life today, but to really plan for the future and what that looks like. And so we are maxing out the amount that we can set aside for retirement. We're looking at different ways we can invest, whether it's more property or reinvesting back into the business. And we're just being really smart about the money that we're bringing in. Now, what 
has come of it is that we've been able to maintain an entirely debt-free life, which has just given me so much peace. Debt to me was something that really hindered my ability to feel freedom and to feel safe. And so when we were able to pay our mortgage off at the age of 29 and buy our condo with cash and and really just live this lifestyle that supported those feelings that I wanted to feel from the work that I was doing, it's been absolutely incredible. One other note that I think is so important when it comes to finances is that so many of you guys want to impact the world and you have to make income to make an impact. And so one thing that I've worked on a lot is what does philanthropy, what does giving back look like through my profits? How can I focus on making more profit so I can make more impact? And how to be unapologetic when it comes to money and our mindsets. And so when I work with my accountants, we look at here's what's coming in. Here's where we can donate. Here's where our money can go the furthest. We've shared about our work with Healing Waters. It's something that we're really passionate about. Every single launch, we give a donation afterwards. And so when you start to lean into money and the discomfort that it brings us, it can really lead to bigger impact. And when you know your numbers and you could stand in front of Mark Cuban and tell him, here's what we make. Here's what I pay myself. Here's what my team is doing. It gives you this confidence to know that you're on the right path. And so as you are navigating, creating and figuring out what your salary is, I want for you to first just be really honest. Is this just a side hustle that supports your shopping habits? Or is it a way for you to pay for childcare for your children? Or is it something that you need to be the breadwinner for your family? And getting really honest about that. And it's so good to first just cover your needs and then to figure out, okay, how can I scale this? How can I make it bigger? With that comes more responsibility and more numbers to crunch. But if you've followed step one and have hired an accountant, they are going to lead you down the right path that is going to make the most sense for you financially, for the way that you live your life. And I am just so excited to dig into this subject to share a little bit about what we've done. And I want to remind you guys, I really, really want you to grab that profitable pricing guide. It's at jennacutcherblog.com slash salary. And you can just dig into your own numbers. Now, one closing thought that I want to leave you with is it is so important that you do this work for yourself. You cannot browse the websites of your competitors and set your prices based on what everyone else is charging or believe the lie that people only want a discount or a deal. I want for you to know your numbers because when you know what you're worth, you will stop discounting your prices and you will start bringing in profits. And I want for you to stand boldly in front of me or anyone else and say, I know what I'm worth. I know what experience I can give. I know what my work is worth in this world. And these are my rates. And with that comes so much beautiful, beautiful confidence. So gold diggers, I hope that this episode just gives you a little bit of insight into how you can set yourself up on a payroll and really make your ends met. Is that right? And feel confident in this piece of your business because let's be honest, profits are more important than being popular. And I have loved digging in 
to this with you today. Thanks for leaning into some of those awkward conversations. Thank you for letting me share my experience. And I sincerely hope this has helped you out, gold diggers. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home, and thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.